entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Oh, I have <laughs> I have something to report today that is breaking news that I think you're going to love to share with all of your friends. And it is the most dramatic red pill that I have seen. I share it with you in 60 seconds. So Judy wrote in. She listens to the program and uh, she's been taking relief factor now for a while. She said, I have pain in my fingers and other joints. It's not fun when I try to play the piano or the organ or even just type on the computer. Thankfully, Relief Factor has brought the joy back into my playing and other activities. I've been able to start to make jewelry again. Thank you. Thank you, Relief Factor. Judy, you got your life back. Same with me. And I was the same way with my hands. I, I like to handwrite things. Uh, and I also like to paint and I could not take the pain in my hands. I thought I'll never pick up a paintbrush again. Three or four years ago, I started taking Relief Factor. I take it every day, three times a day, and my pain is 99% gone. Most of the time, I don't have that pain. I tried everything. Then I tried Relief Factor. Please try it. Quick start. It's a three-week trial pack. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. You can get it by calling 800, the number four, relief. 800 for relief. It's 1995. Try it for three weeks. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Oh, okay. So, Stu. The New York Times book list was announced to authors and publishers last night. Okay. Now, just a little bit of history. Now, these numbers are off the top of my head. I'll, I'll post the actual numbers later. But you now have actual scans, and even the scans are, are off and can be off by a few thousand because book scan doesn't necessarily scan everything that right. is going through, okay? But it right. is the best it's out there. The 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 no, the known way that the industry measures book sales. Correct. Um, and so, book scan is out there. We also know exact numbers how many books Amazon sold. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, book scan and Amazon don't match. Book scan is lower than what we had reported from uh, from uh, Amazon. However. It's all within the park, okay? The New York Times list came out. Now, BookScan is reporting a lower number for us at 56,000 books. So, you know, last week on the New York Times list, the number one book sold, I think it was around 17,000 books, okay? Number one book. Okay. Let's just say it was 25. Because I'm, I'm just remembering these off the top of my head. I, I, left, I left the actual numbers at home. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that means just with the numbers that we have, all right, which is lower than what we actually sold. Sure. Uh, 
we're double what they did last week. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're number one by a long, by by a long shot. Now we have been number two on the New York Times list several times. And it's usually, you know, it'll be debatable. It'll be like 5,000 different. Right. I know. remember one of your first books came out and it was number one on BookScan and number two on the New York Times bestseller Correct. list. Okay. I think it was, it was Stephen Colbert or something. Yeah. was and, against you that week. And what they try to do, what they say is we have our own algorithm. And they do. And they, you know, the little bookshop around the corner gets, you know, if they sell one book, they count it as two and thousand books yeah (laughs) and if there's and if it's Mm -hmm. you know sold at walmart or costco or something uh, they're lucky to even count it well because those peons don't count they don't someone who would walk into a walmart doesn't count for books they can't read okay so the number two book uh this behind me Mm -hmm. according to bookscan sold i think twenty one thousand this week okay okay so you're we know you were more than double, almost more, triple. Yeah, almost triple. What the number two book? What was. the number this two is not book? Add well, is okay. it? Oh wait, you haven't begun here. Number th- number three. Mm-hmm. Okay, in Bookscan, sold like I think twenty thousand or seventeen thousand. Okay, then it goes down from there. By the time you get to number ten, mm-hmm. they sold like five thousand books. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Guess where the New York Times has put the great reset we sold double the number of number two and we know for a fact that your actual number is much higher than the book scan number <coughs> again for people who don't know this stuff book scan is like a the accepted measure for the industry it's like the U- it's acting. like ups you go into a store and goes boop that that's like a book scan mm-hmm. okay that just reports what has been checked out and and sold now there's different things they you know that make the number uh lower but it's it's basically in the ballpark and we should note that amazon itself (laughs) obviously the largest bookseller in the country amazon itself released their top books for the week which included not just hardcover nonfiction, which Mm -hmm. is the category Mm -hmm. you compete in Mm -hmm. but all books across all of amazon so you know Mm -hmm. this is the non-fiction books right this is just hardcover non-fiction this is not all of the books right okay this is just non-fiction book scan is the books out of all books right the bible everything is included that's book scan we were (laughs) twice almost three times the amount of the number two books selling where did the new york times put us on the list obviously the correct answer here is Is number one correct What's what's your guess? <laughs> You're saying it's not. They're actually not. Gonna it's not put number you. one. So Are what? You where is kidding it? me? No, it's not number You're one. More than Wait. double. No, 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 no. Answer the question. Well, number two. No, it's not number two. <laughs> Wait. Take a, Take another Come guess. On. It's not number. I swear to God, I got this last night, and they said. Glenn, you're either going to be really pissed off or you're going to love this. And, and I, they said, brace yourself. And I, and I heard the news and I was like, are you kidding me? This is the greatest thing ever. Where did the New York Times put the number one best-selling book by almost three times the number? Where are we on the New York Times list? Number three. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. I'll help you. It's not even number five. What? Nope. The Great Reset came out yesterday 
as the number 12 best-selling book in America, according to the New York Times. Number 12. Okay. Is there something? Are they wait, ca- wait, 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 wait. Oh, there's more. The number two best-selling book is by Robert F. Kennedy about Fauci. Okay. They sold either 21 or 25,000 copies. Mm-hmm. They're number 13. So the third best-selling book, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, nine, 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 those books, those were all ahead of mine, a, a, a book that sold like 5,000 copies ahead of mine and Robert F. Kennedy's book. Is there something to no. do with like, because you haven't even, ha- the book hasn't even been on sale for a full week, has it? No, they, they, this is the, this is the, I guess this is when you get it. This, this would be the one. It's not you like they're the like maybe only counting some pre-orders and this is the week before the list comes out. This, no, this is, is the it. list. This is the list. Number 12. Number, number 12. Number 12. Now, here's why I love this story. Because I don't love it. I, I got to say, no, no, I know no, no. you I, love it. I, I don't, don't love it. Okay, because I don't care about the list, especially with this book. I only want people, because I, I said yesterday, I'm I'm done with Amazon. Why is it that- Amazon put you as number no, one. No, I'm wait, certainly wait, 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 Amazon. Wait, wait, wait. Why is it you cannot buy my book on Amazon? They didn't print enough copies, right? Or yes, didn't order enough copies. There were no copies available for two months, and they had a buy button. You could order it. It'll ship now. It'll ship on this date. But you could order it. Yeah. You can't even order it now. The buy button is gone. Well, you can buy it on Kindle. You can buy it on Kindle, but you cannot buy the book. Well, is that because they just don't? I mean, they wouldn't be selling it on Kindle if they were blocking it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're doing it because they say they have oversold so many Mm -hmm. that they don't. But that's they do that all the time in pre-sales. It helps the publisher know how many copies do I need to print? Right. Okay. so they do that all the time. It's not like, I don't know if we're going to get this book. It's pretty shady. It's, you know, they're, they're printing them out of the back of a Chevy on the border of Mexico. Right. They know these books are being printed and coming. So you can't even buy it in hardback now. You can't pre-order it in hardback. I have never seen anything like this before. Never. Nor has anyone in the publishing industry that I talked to yesterday. They've never seen anything like this. Now, here's why I like it. First of all, we've all known that the New York Times plays games. Yes, that's known, been known for a long time, particularly with conservative authors. Correct. And they've always played it in a way to where you're like, well, you're number two. And you're like, no, I'm not. Well, we have our own algorithm. There is no way to take a book that is sold three times the amount of books that the number two book sold mm-hmm. and put it at number 12 on a smaller list of nonfiction. Not even all the books, but a smaller list. So imagine, okay? So there's no way, no algorithm could ever explain that. None. Zero algorithm could explain Unless that. you're just literally not counting books from Amazon, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. Obviously, they are. Right. 
So how did that happen? Coupled with the fact that Robert F. Kennedy, a guy I disagree with, I disagree with his book. I disagree with his thesis. I disagree with uh, being an anti-vaxxer. Okay, disagree with it. His book is behind mine. And it was the number two selling book. uh, This is, by the way, why am I not in the top 10? Why is it number 12 and number 13? Well, it seems like they're just picking whatever number they want. It's really critical you're, there's called the New York Times list, and then they extended. Yeah, the extended goes to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can't put, you can't just not even have me on the list. Okay, that's insane. That's next. This book. is their thinking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is their thinking. <laughs> you can't just do that. But don't put him on the top ten, because bookstores. They're all arranged by the New York Times bestseller list. This keeps my book and Robert Kennedy's book off of those big shelves in bookstores. Okay? Because it doesn't matter what sells the best. Those books are all arranged in every bookstore, every airport as the New York Times bestselling list. So you have like airport bookstores. They're not going to order the book. If it's not on the top 10, they're just, it's like, you know, how many jelly beans and how many books? They don't care what the book is. They're just going from the New York Times list. So not only did they lie about this, not only is it so clearly an agenda, I mean, it's not even in the ballpark, so clearly an agenda, so clearly non-representative of what any kind of bestseller list should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have revealed themselves now as a group of people that will not only fudge that number, they will out and out be crazy about that number, even to their own detriment. And they'll take the extra step to make sure that that book is not seen in bookstores. This shows the New York Times to be nothing, nothing but a political machine. This is, this is honestly, what's left? Book burning? This is using all of their power to silence people. I mean, we just had a debate on the air here a minute ago. About having Robert F. Kennedy on the program. He's wanted to be on the program. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with him at all in any way, shape, or form. But you don't hear me hiding his book or, you know, hiding his point of view. I just have limited amount of time. I'm not sure if I want to have him on. Last night I heard this and I'm like, I want Robert F. Kennedy on. (laughs) Not because I agree with him. I strongly disagree with his book. But you have a right to be recognized you, I mean, this is the the wall that the Germans put people behind to silence. Now go ahead, talk all you want. Just behind that wall in the ghetto. You have to live your life. We're just not going to show it to anybody. Once they can get away with this. By the way, one other piece and I'm going to take a break. Go Google search or better yet, go to YouTube 
search Glenn Beck, The Great Reset. You will find nothing. Nothing. How is it possible with all of the things that I have talked about and all of the clips on YouTube about the Great Reset done by me, all metadata, all tagged, everything. Nothing comes up in your search. No segment from your show comes up. There's other segments about you uh-huh. saying bad things about you. Right. right. But nothing from me. Yeah. Not possible. No, yeah, obviously. I mean, we have entered the digital ghetto. Something that they all went crazy about. How dare you say that? Digital ghetto. Uh huh. Broadcasting from the digital ghetto behind the wall that the state and their allies have built. Recognize that it is real. Then ask yourself, why? What is it they're afraid of? It's not just the truth. It's you. More in 60 seconds. So if you are uh, thinking about selling your house and moving to someplace sane, uh, Florida, Texas, the moon, um, then you should sell your house. It's going to be hard to sell it in some parts of the country and hard to buy in other parts of the country. You need the best real estate agent for the job. And that's where my company, Real Estate Agents I Trust, come in. These are the people that we have looked at and felt they hit all of the earmarks. They hit everything that they need to be the person that I would want to represent me if I'm buying or selling a house. They have the best practices, but also they listen to you. I think 99.9% of them are fans of the program, so they think like you do as well. Um, so you're kind of in a, uh, you know, a good situation, but that's not the n- main thing we look for. We look for business practices. I want somebody that looks at your, your situation as the biggest, most important decision and financial decision of your lifetime, because it usually is. Find the right real estate agent to buy or sell your home right now. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Is that nuts? That's legitimately unbelievable. That's an incredible story. I mean, they have... Because we've struggled with this for a long time, and you know we've said before we're not you know we're not going to say you're a whatever twenty time New York Times bestseller list anymore. Let's just say Bookscan because they're the one that are actually yeah. scanning books and right. And then we've known they uh, have the agenda USA for Today. a while. Obviously, every author on the conservative side, in particular, knows this, right? Like we know their quote unquote algorithm that favors little tiny bookstores. I mean. None of those little tiny bookstores are going to order one copy of your book, right? The, the, Correct. They're uh, targeting liberal readers. Correct. They're not going to. They're not going to order your book. And of course, we've known they manipulated that. Uh, and, and and I've always defended their right to do that. Look, they can say they, whatever they want. I they mean, can say whatever they want, and uh, you know they won't release how they do it. But they do say we have our own algorithm, and they they acknowledge it's not just straight sales correct so but you cannot now this is to the point to where 
they are just looking at topics indefensible and saying i don't care how many books it sold that's not a new york times bestseller Right. They're just this is just their list of books they like. Yeah. Right. And this so, is the approved right. reading list. Right. That's what this is. Yeah. The approved reading list. Now they didn't do that with Mark Levin. It is incredible to me. They have just given up. Yeah, they've given up. And why? Both of those books, Robert F. Kennedy in a wholly different way, and The Great Reset, have everything to do with power and the world that the New York Times is trying to get people to buy. It is a very frightening exposure that they just opened up full jacket and said, look at this. The Glenn Beck mm. program. All right. Uh, so you know you can't trust things. Uh, and it's great when they reveal themselves. I think it has been great for us to know that you can't trust the school systems. Okay, they're just not teaching stuff. I want to I want to share a letter that came in from Rebecca. She wrote in about her children's experience with the Tuttle Twins books. She said, I am amazed at how much my son can understand and actually now uses what he's learning even at a young age. He routinely tells his older sister that he has the right to say things even if she doesn't like it because he has the right to free speech and no one can take that away. Even sisters. This is the kind of thinking that you need to instill into your children at a very young age. If you don't do it, no one else will. You don't learn it through osmosis. Every parent, every grandparent should have the Tuttle Twins series on their shelf and reading it to their children or grandchildren. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get a discount now of 35%. All the workbooks are free. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You can go to Glenn's new book and get the Kindle version, at least, of The Great Reset, Joe Biden, and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. I'm telling you, this is coming undone. Let me give you a couple of stories. NPR, NPR, the one that said they wouldn't cover the uh, Biden laptop because they want to deal in real news, not fake news. They are the ones that published and pushed a report claiming that Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch deliberately defied a request by John Roberts made on behalf of uh, Sonia Sotomayor, who has underlying health conditions, they said, they just reported, that he said, I don't care, I'm not wearing a mask. Well, that makes him almost inhuman. She has underlying conditions. She's asking, can you wear a mask, right? She's got the diabetes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, that story... Now verifiably from Sotomayor, not true. Sotomayor, Gorsuch, and Roberts. And Roberts. All came out with statements, which is incredibly rare. Okay, not true. NPR ran with that story. And they claim to be the ones that will fact check everyone. And they are the arbiter of truth. They ran with that story. That story does not make sense Unless you believe that people who disagree with you are 
total and complete monsters. Which, of course, is their goal to paint people like Gorsuch in that way. And I think they actually believe it. Donald Trump has just come out and said all this stuff about me and Ron DeSantis. It's not true. It's not true. Ron DeSantis says the same thing. Mm -hmm. Who's telling the truth there? The New York Times? The AP? Reuters? The fact checkers? The people who lied about Ron DeSantis and the people who lied about Donald Trump for years. Or maybe these two. And, and look, it's a little bit more possible that a couple of politicians yes, would say, like, correct. for example, Nancy Pelosi and AOC say they don't they get correct. along fine. Correct. And like, I don't believe that. Correct. However, the Supreme Court justice thing is completely over the line. Now, OK, what how about how about this one? This okay. is also out today. Sure. Okay. AP reported that Florida's anti-CRT bill will prohibit making white people feel any discomfort. No, that's not what that is. No, it's not. It's not. Not what it does at all. It's not. So now the fact checkers are being fact checked and it's not true. It's not true. So in one day, Mm. you have the AP... You have Reuters, uh, you have the New York Times, and the New York Times bestseller list. And an NPR. And, and, I'm sorry, an NPR, NPR. Which, by the way, is claiming to stand by the story despite the public comments from Sotomayor, Gorsuch, and Roberts. Unbelievable. They're saying, oh, we, we stand by our reporting. Now, did some lackey in the Supreme Court tell them this story and they reported it with no confirmation? I, it's possible. Maybe some intern said, oh, by the way, but you know what? Can that's I not, you? A, not a defense. No, by the way, if, if that would have happened to us mm-hmm. and it has happened to us where we bought into a story and we we're like, oh, we should have checked deeper than this. Sure. It, okay? ha- it happens. But you apologize and you say we listened to this source. We shouldn't have. It is our fault. And you move on. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're doing. No. So. All of these sources are now being and the reason why I bring this up is because I've had a few conversations this week with people who live in San Francisco are not people that would have found themselves agreeing with me ever. Mm. Okay, who have who are now telling me I listen to you. I listen to Joe Rogan and I listen to Ben Shapiro. One guy told me, I have been a New York Times reader my entire life. My father is 80. He reads it every day. I remember seeing the New York Times every day. I've always read and believed the New York Times. He's like, Glenn, we don't agree on everything. He said, but we can agree on this. The New York Times. And he said, all my liberal friends are starting to say the same thing. It's not worth reading. Mm. It's a lie. This thing. And they don't help themselves with things like they're doing with this list. Oh, I know. I mean, they don't help themselves. If you want, every once in a while, there are good things in the New York Times. We will cite them when they are. When they actually yeah. are doing good reporting, we're more than happy to give them credit for it. But it is this is, this is just a joke. I mean, correct. Look, it's one thing to disagree and have a different algorithm or whatever, which has always been nonsense. Correct. Tell us how many freaking books were sold. Yeah. No one cares well, about your right. stupid Fine, algorithm. Whatever. 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 But this is just absurd. Uh, this is completely ridiculous. I mean, I you, you, you're you're in the top 
10 uh, every book you've ever released has been in the top 10 with the exception of the very first one yeah which i think and, got to number 14 or right. something uh, but i just want you to know i just want you to know this book has sold more yep. copies this is not a normal one of your books this no, is selling this faster sold and more than, than any other book i've ever published okay wow. common sense the christmas sweater faster. those sold two two million copies plus this one has not sold that but it's selling at a rate faster right much faster wow much faster so and we sold you, out the entire first printing we just sold out the second printing i found out last night Jeez. the entire second printing has been sold out you can't buy the book because i guess they're not sure that they're going to continue to get books the reason why do you know who printed this book this is a wholly independent book do you know who I had to rely on to print the book? Simon and Schuster. And if it's not Simon Schuster, it's Penguin. Yeah, if it's not Penguin. It's Bantam. It's somebody else. So you basically do an independent book, but you still have to go to the same. I have to go printers. to the same source, right. the same printers, and they have to say, "Yeah, you know what? This one's worth moving these books out of the way and print this." And they did for the second printing. That's the second pr the second printing uh, will be delivered in February, but you can't buy it. You can't buy it because people would wait. Of knowing course, they that would. something was coming, coming, but and we can give you the dates that it's coming. So they don't allow us to sell it mm -hmm. now. Um, and that is that's huge. That silences this book. I can't. It has momentum. You can't just come back every three months and go, hey, <laughs> hey, remember that book you wanted? Okay. It's now available. And I, I told my uh, I told the head of Mercury, my company, Mercury, um, I told him last night, I said, I don't know, even know if this is possible, but I don't care about the lists. I don't care about anything. I care about the message of this book. I want you to find if we have to do 25 small printers, mm. I want to go local. I want to go completely off the grid. I'm not depending on anyone else to do anything, including ordering. I don't know of anybody who has ever done this. And I certainly don't know anybody who has ever done it at scale. But uh, tomorrow, I hope to be talking to you and asking for specific things. If you're in the print business uh, and you can open up your prints, your presses, uh, I'm going to I'm probably tomorrow. I don't want to say for sure, because my business people are the ones who are like, Glenn, you didn't even think of. Right. So you got you to think this through. God, they have to think this through. <laughs> right. But that is my intent. I want to hire people. I'll pay full price. I want to hire people that are local that understand what they're up against i want to pour money into the local economies i don't care if you're a a local bookstore and you want to carry the book great we'll work it out otherwise i'm selling it all myself online amazon nobody else if amazon will take pre-orders but they won't take pre-orders now for the third printing what? Why? Now, they may have a legitimate reason, but it doesn't make sense to me. And this book is the most important book I have ever put out. And time is of the essence. You, if you were listening yesterday, you heard three states 
Three states are now moving against the Great Reset and against the banking system. They are putting new rules and regulations in at the state level, and they are disconnecting all of the state funds from the people behind the Great Reset. This is real, and there is movement on it. And I talked to the guys yesterday. They heard it from me about a year ago, and they were like, I don't know if that's right, and looked into it. And now the states are moving. It's New Hampshire, West Virginia, and Texas. Florida, all of the rest of all other red states should be moving in this direction. Time is of the essence. Last night, one last thing. I did my special on Blaze TV. It was, you know, it's live, and sometimes I'm a big blabberhead. Uh, and it ran about 10 minutes over. So if you watch the live feed, you missed the ending of the program. You go ahead, look, search for Glenn Beck and the Great Reset on, on YouTube. Not going to find it. If you go to Blaze TV YouTube, you will find it right there at the top. Uh, but they're not, they're not making it easy to find at all. It is essential that you uh, find that special. It was so clarifying last night. You can't get the book. Fine. You can order it on Kindle now. Please read this book. Um, and if you if you don't want to do that and you're just like, I, I just need a, you know, just a quick thumbnail sketch of it first. Watch this on Blaze TV. If you're a subscriber, it's on our front page. Um, and it's an extended version because we just stopped the network feed and then I just picked it up. And the m modern monetary theory section is really important. If I have time, I'm going to go through that and the part where I explain exactly what the banks are doing and who these banks are and how it will affect you all the way down to a car loan. Find it at blazetv.com. By the way, we're not, uh, we're not, sh there's no shrinkflation uh, with the Blaze TV. And unlike Procter & Gamble, which is now raising their prices on all their products a second time, there is no price increase for the Blaze. We need you to have this information. In fact, if you use the promo code, the great reset, you will save $15 on your subscription. So please do it now. Join us. Be a part of this movement. Blaze TV dot com slash Glenn promo code, the great reset. All right. American financing. I, I got a letter in from Michael who said, um, Glenn, I listen to you every day. I've been working with Thea at American financing since we made the decision to refinance. She has been so helpful from day one, answering all of our questions. And believe me, there's been plenty returning every phone call. My emails were answered very quickly, which led me to wonder is, does she work 24 seven? Um, he talks about how his um, uh, refine process was easy. They closed uh, quickly um, and how much money they're saving. This is a story I hear from people who use American financing all the time and not just, you know, listener letters. I mean, friends, people, Sarah has used uh, American financing. I have Stu has, I think Pat has uh, so many people in my life. Cause I'm telling you, What's true? I'm telling you what I know to be true about American financing. 
And the stories are always the same. It was quick. It was fast. They listened to me. And I saved a ton of money. American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. You need a mortgage or a refi or a consolidation loan. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. Well, yes, it's I mean, this is this is so amazing. I just showed Stu. I just got the actual numbers. It's crazy. I looked at I saw the numbers. Glenn is what Glenn is saying is completely true. In fact, I will say this. If I undersold it, you you undersold it, first of all. Uh, Second of all, you didn't mention that not only would uh, you be number one by a very large margin, but like. Mark, Mark Levin, Levin would, would be like been, number three or four. And he's, you ready for this? He's number 14. <laughs> he's number 14. This there was only one book in the top 10, in the top 10 of the New York Times list that sold more than my book, uh, more than, uh, my, no, nobody, nobody sold, sold more it. than mine. Yeah. Number two. Nobody sold more than mine. And only one book sold more than Mark Levin's. And We're 12, 13, and 14. And Mark's book, of course, has been out forever. Forever. So, I mean, it's amazing that he's holding on to a spot that oh, high. He had the best-selling book of the year. It's embarrassing. Of the year. Now, look. The New York, no one's going to, no journalist is going to look into this. No one's going to say, wait a minute, is this list just completely a fraud? Like, are they just writing down the books they want to write down? I think also this is the first Mercury Inc. book. So this is the first time I've said, screw you. Yeah. And a lot of times I will say like there there's also it's like the Oscars, right? These book companies have parts of their company that go and pressure the lists and and do do everything they can to. I mean, all that stuff happens behind the scenes. And we don't have that this time at all. Maybe this. We've never had that. We certainly never. I don't know if they I don't know if they actually. I I don't know. I don't want to talk to that because I have no information on that. Um, but I will but, tell you, you know, this. There's, there's also yeah, there's, there's all, all sorts, sorts of games that, on. That, that go on. Yeah. Uh, but and, again, usually like that is what I've heard about this in the past is that, you know, you, you have a list. Someone's putting out a list. There's also this happens all over the place in all these lists that you see. There's always some finagling going on. And sometimes when you have two people sure. close, they one flip one flops. Another. Right. So here's this is so, not not when you have no double. Almost or triple. almost triple any other author. Yeah. They don't put you at number thirteen. So, so let me let me just 12, let me just say this. Let me just say this. It's actually almost five times. It's almost five times the number, the number one book on the New York Times. Mm. If you look at those numbers, um, unbelievable. The uh, the thing is, curation is what they're used to. They're used to saying our group of elites will shape your consciousness we'll tell you the books that are selling so great and all of the right people are reading well their curation of the news of everything is coming to an end you're winning back program
to the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, Boris Johnson said enough of the COVID restrictions. We are now going back to normal. There's no more passports. There's no more anything. Schools are going to be open. There's no social distancing, no mask rules. All of it is over because we have passed the peak and it's time to get back to regular life. At the same time, Joe Biden is holding a press conference that was almost incomprehensible, and they are still talking about making even more restrictions in America. There's a lot of politics going on, and unfortunately, real people, real businesses, real families are being hurt. I'm gonna give you a case next that it i you know i never thought i would see it this fast in my lifetime a hospital up in minnesota admits a guy who has covid he goes on a ventilator the doctors say you know what we can't really we can't really help you because well i mean he didn't get the vaccine and maybe things would have been different if he got the vaccine so they wrote him off luckily we still live in a republic where states can do crazy things and other states are still at their senses the wife and an attorney got him released from that hospital and has had him flown here to texas this is an amazing story of comply or die in 60 seconds All right, got to have a good backup plan, uh, you know, in life. For instance, I go out to Cheesecake Factory and they, I'm only there really for the dessert. I'll eat whatever they have prior to, but I want the dessert. But they're out of my favorite cheesecake. I always have a backup plan, don't worry. I have ice cream at home in the freezer. So I can say, you know, honey, let's skip dessert. And I go home and have a big bowl of ice cream. Or you can get your second favorite cheesecake and then get ice cream at home. Well, I, I have been known to do that. Okay. Uh, in fact, I have been known to say, why don't we skip dinner, have cheesecake <laughs> as our entree, mm. and then cheesecake for dessert. And then we'll go home and have some ice cream. <laughs> so I always have backup plans. Uh, and if, if all else fails, it's Built Bar. Built Bar is really saving me right now. I'm trying to lose about 50 pounds. Uh, and uh, I've lost, I think, 12 pounds in the last few weeks. And a lot of it is due to Built Bars because I have a sweet tooth like crazy. Built Bar is a protein bar. It's good for you. It, it, it you know, has all the crap in it that your wife is like, yeah, you can have it. Uh, but you don't want to eat them because they suck. Built does not suck. Made with real chocolate. Low in carbs, low in calories. They'll help you get through the day. 
snack on them. It's a real candy bar. I mean, they call it a health bar, but it's a candy bar. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your order. Built.com. All right. I, I want to get right to the, uh, the family here that uh, is, is dealing in Texas. Had to come from, uh, had to come from Minnesota because Ann Quiner's husband got sick in Minnesota. They live in Minnesota. Fighting for any kind of medical freedom in Minnesota, not happening. So they had to transfer him down just to be treated because he didn't take the vaccine. So now he's in Texas. Ann, welcome to the program. Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. And I just want to thank you and I just for honoring. And I feel very blessed and honored to have to be on your show oh well that's kind of you to say thank you and i'm glad you're here in the great state of texas your attorney is also on the phone right correct yes i am yes and i'm sorry i didn't get your name i'm sorry my name is marjorie holston hi marjorie how are you wonderful thank you okay so Anne, if you can tell me the story of what happened to you in minnesota um, basically, around October 25th, my husband learned that he had tested positive for COVID. Okay. Uh, he was coughing, and he had had bronchitis in the past, but he did a test, and it came back to his phone that he was positive. So uh, for, he stayed home for four days because he was afraid to go to the hospital because we had learned from other experiences, you know, the nightmare, the horrific nightmare that people would had going through, especially with, you know, protocols. But his oxygen levels were dipping, so I brought him to a hospital that I thought was an independent hospital, but it turned out to be a part of a line of clinic where he was transferred to again. Mm. And so um, basically when he was admitted to the hospital, um, they immediately put him on a drug called dexamethasone, and it's an IV. And uh, he texted me a picture, and he said, I'm finally feeling better. My oxygen is good. Is up. Good thing I'm that I came in. Well, I didn't hear from him for a few days. And um, I learned later that that drug is, if he was having shortness of breath and he was hypertensive and his blood pressure was up, they should have never given him that medication, first of all, because it it pushed him into, um, if you look at drugs.com, that drug, there's drugs that actually can push you into intubation. I don't have that in front of me right now. Holy cow. Okay, so, so, so wait a minute. Now, now hang on just a sec. So he goes in. He had not had uh, a vaccine. Um, he didn't want one. You didn't want one. Uh, and so you bring him into the hospital. I was just talking to a doctor yesterday who said, Glenn, this has got to stop. He said, when is the last time somebody with diabetes went in uh, and was diagnosed with diabetes? And they said, go home, take an aspirin. And when you're about to pass out, maybe come back to the hospital and we'll treat you. There are treatments yeah. that you can use to lessen these, uh, and they're making fun of them, and they're they're banning doctors from using them. Why did they choose this drug? Did they say for anxiety? For anxiety? Huh. Yes, they said that he had anxiety, and then later down the road, when I went back and I looked at his charts, they put him on fentanyl, versed fentanyl. Fentanyl, 50 milligrams. Seroquel, it was, 
Okay, so when did you when and when did you call uh, Marjorie, uh, the attorney? Um, that was uh, actually I uh, Shane Necklin. I, I was in contact with him and Priscilla, who's I hired a patient advocate, Priscilla from Grace LLC, okay. and she both of them contacted uh, Shane contacted Marjorie because we. Um, it came to the point where they contacted me and said, we are going to turn off Scott's ventilator. And I recorded it to, from, to my phone because I was, I refused to be in the meeting. I had already been in another meeting like two weeks before where they wanted to turn off the ventilator. And that's, so I said, no. And I said, you have other, I have other options and I, I other choices that you are not doing and I am not going to turn off Scott's ventilator. So I contacted Shane and my Priscilla. They contacted Stu Peters. And then it went to um, uh, uh, the, my attorney, Marjorie. And that's when we said this. It went viral because we said, I said to them, if, if I don't do something now, they are going. It, I said, I told them. them that I do not want them to turn off the ventilator. And if they do that it is highly illegal what they were doing and they said we do not care we made the we made the call we whether you're here or not we are going to turn off the ventilator on january 13th at noon so i got together with marjorie we made the connection i went over to her house and she typed up the restraining order and we submitted it marjorie have you ever seen anything like this before it was absolutely stunning. She came in and she has this uh, order. It, I saw the screenshot from her my chart that says he is scheduled basically for execution noon the following day. And it was the afternoon of the day before when Annie came to my office. So documents are filed electronically. So we sat down and started drafting up the documents. The court closes at 4.30. We didn't even get all the documents filed January 12th in time to get an order before that. I had also called the hospital and said, be expecting a temporary restraining order, praying that I would in fact get it. Midnight, I received an email that uh, the hospital had hired one of the big downtown law firms, and they were opposing our action. Um, and then the following morning, when the court opened again, the judge said that opposing counsel, Mercy Hospital, has until 10 o'clock in the morning to file a response. Um, and Glenn, if I can read to you one sentence from their response. Um, we were the plaintiff. Mercy Hospital is the defendant, and the response says plaintiff's position, and again, our position is that we want Scott to live and not be killed, right. but plaintiff's position is not supported by medical science or Minnesota law. As a result, Mercy will ask the court to issue an order that Mercy has the authority to discontinue Mr. Quiner's ventilator and proceed with his medical care plan. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is that sizing him for a new suit what what exactly was their medical plan well, the there? medical care plan was the plan to discontinue the ventilator at noon which would lead to death very shortly okay so that was at 10 o'clock but then at 11 o'clock before the 
12 o'clock execution, the judge did in fact sign an order saying the hospital is restrained from pulling the plug. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine, Nan, what that felt like. Um, okay, so, so at what point did you say, we got to get him out of here and in fact out of the state? From the very time that I dropped him off, I heard that he was transferred to the hospital. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I tried um, back probably two to three weeks before when we originally met the first time when they wanted me to put him in palliative care. They called me at home and said, I, you know, we want to put him in palliative care. They told my daughter at the hospital without me there. They kept saying, why aren't they were turning my family against me? They my pastors went down there and they said, we want to pray for Scott. And there were three of them. And they said, the charge nurse said, there is only one person allowed for visiting hours. And so my one pastor said, I'll go in there. And then the two of us are going to go down to the chapel and pray and wait, you know, down there. She called the head of security to come down and remove us from the chapel. Oh, my gosh. I have a, by the way, welcome to Texas. I'm a priesthood holder in my faith. And it takes two for a healing prayer. And so uh, I had my best friend was in the hospital. There's only one person allowed. I called the doctor. I called the hospital and I said, not using my name or anything. I said, uh, we need to go give him a blessing. There were three of us in the room. There wasn't even a there wasn't even a thought in a Texas hospital of no, I'm sorry. We got to we got to restrict this. They let the priesthood in. They let people give blessings to people and they waive those rules. So welcome to Texas. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So then uh, they, uh, the next day, they allowed, I, I went in, there was, li- there was literally 10 people in my husband's room the very next day. So I went from one day where there was one person allowed to come in on visiting hours, and the next day there was 10 people in my, in my husband's room. They didn't call me. They didn't ask who the people were that showed up in my husband's room. And um, what they did is they were telling my family that I was being very difficult and that they were pushing them to get me to either put them in comfort care or sign the DNR. And so it was this response that I was getting of, he's critically ill, what's wrong with you? Why are you allowing this to happen to him? And so then I was put in this position of, yeah, you know, telling them this is what they are doing to him. And no, it is not right. You know what so, they were every time I asked them about their protocols, their plans of care. I had to ask them what their plans of care every day, the cycles of medications. You know, it was it was just nonstop a cycle of just hysteric. It was a nightmare. OK, so now you're in a hospital in Texas and I don't want to give the hospital name away or anything. But what is what are the doctors here in Texas saying? So he showed up right when Scott was at the hospital, when for Scott first arrived on LifeLink, LifeLink, and he went to meet. He said, "I." He showed up. I said, "He said I want to go spend some time with Scott." He said, "I want to get to know him." So this he is a doctor. Spent about two, the doctor spent okay. two hours with Scott, and he came back out and he said, um, "I don't know how you even made it. How you he even survived that other hospital, and how you even he survived even." You know, and he said, but I am going to do everything that I can 
to try to save his life. And he said, I'm going to order like an EEG. I'm going to order a CT scan from head to toe. I'm going to order labs. I'm going to order this. And I said, oh, are you going to do that tomorrow? Because that's what I was normally used to. And he said, no, I'm doing that right now. He goes, this is a hospital. (laughs) (sighs) Um, Glenn, can we add in that when Scott did arrive, the doctor said Scott was the most undernourished patient he had ever seen. When Scott first arrived in the hospital, when he first got sick, he weighed 210. When he arrived in Texas, he weighed 180. Oh my gosh! Yep, that's okay, so uh, so Marjorie, what is the plan to stop this from happening in the most misnamed hospital? It it appears on the planet, Mercy Hospital, and others in in yeah. in Minnesota. Well, Glenn, we are first bringing this battle to the court of public opinion, and you are absolutely critical to that role, and we thank you for having this on. What we are showing the world is that Scott was near death because of the protocols used in that hospital, but now he is recovering. He is getting better. Um, Annie has some amazing stories, if you have time, about how much he has improved so here's and here's we are absolutely thrilled. Here's what we, I want to do. We're not planning a funeral. We're planning for his release at some point. Okay. Here's what I, here's what I want to do. First of all, if you're listening, uh, I want you to go to givesendgo.com/slash/an a n n e givesendgo.com/slash/an. This is a way for you to help support the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are obviously this is costing a ton of money and if we can as a community let's let's help give send go.com slash ann let's take care of that one first then uh let us stay in touch with our producers and and me and let's uh monitor this case and find out you know i want to see the the milestones that are hitting if we can talk to the doctor i would love to interview interview the doctor uh and uh we'll be continuing this story with you both Thank you both very much for what you're doing and bringing this uh, to our attention as well as the rest of the country. Ann Quiner is her name. Her husband uh, is named Scott, and you can pray for him. He is now in a hospital here in Texas uh, away from um, a medical facility that on tape is saying things would have been different if he just would have gotten a vaccine. Really? Uh, again, give, send, go.com slash Ann with an E. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Unbelievable. All right. Um, here's one of the things that you need to know today. There is, um, there's an article out that says if the Federal Reserve is serious, they have to raise interest rates by six points. Uh, okay. First of all. That's not serious. That's a that's a good first day, maybe. Uh, but that's not serious if you really want to change the rate of inflation. Uh, but what that means to you is they are going to start raising interest rates. And already the banks are doing it, even though they're not paying for more money from the or paying more money for their borrowing from the Fed. They're charging you more money to borrow from them. You're risky. You know, American financing does not work for these banks. They work for you. And I want you to look and see if your mortgage can be reset to a locked in lower rate. If you're paying anything over three, you need to call American financing. If you have a high interest credit card debt, 
pay that off through a mortgage uh, consolidation loan. American financing can help you save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars every single month. American financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. I'm just having such a hard time, Stu, processing the crazy things that are going on right now. First of all, Boris Johnson, and I know part of this is political on Boris Johnson's part, um, but Boris Johnson has just yesterday said no more vaccine mandates, no more mask mandates, no more social distancing. We're done. It's over. Uh, Now, that might be a little early, but it's in the right direction and here in the united states the left and biden they are still acting like they're locking people up in china for the first time yeah i, mean, I think dc put on a bunch of new restrictions just this they week did. Yeah. they did you can't if if you're a representative or a senator you can't go to a restaurant you can't go anywhere outside of the capital unless you have a little permission slip that says you've been vaccinated and you have all your boosters the Glenn Beck Program. We must work on empathy for all people, especially those we disagree with. Uh, let me tell you about Relief Factor, talking about empathy. Um, Debbie wrote in and she said, My husband had aches and pains from hard days work for years. His work required him to walk miles with a 40-pound backpack daily. Outside of military, what do you think that might be? Ah, drug mule. Anyway, relief, <laughs> relief factor changed his life. He doesn't suffer from the aches and pains anymore. Thank you so much, Debbie. I am so glad that you are there because probably your husband is a little like me and was like, ah, it's not going to work for me. And you said, take it. I'm not going to listen to you whine anymore. Relief factor changed my life. Thanks to my wonderful wife, Tanya, the three week quick start. I said, I'd take it for three weeks, but it's not going to work. It did. And it works for about 70% of the people. They go on to order more. Relief Factor. Get your life back. Get out of pain. 800, the number 4, Relief. 800-4-RELIEF. Or go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. You can catch the Great Reset special at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is the Great Reset to save 15 bucks. You know, th- th- this is so easy to see which side you're on. Are you on a good side or an evil side? Uh, we just talked to the woman who up in Minnesota, her husband was pretty much, it sounds to be uh, to me, like pretty much being killed uh, by the doctors. And on tape, they say, well, you know, it would have been different if he would have had the vaccine. And they, they were hostile because when he got to the hospital, he had not had the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And... Stu and I were just talking about the lack of empathy. Yeah, because, you know, let's just say for for argument's sake that their point is completely true. He actually would have been saved from these terrible uh, consequences if he had taken the vaccine. Let's just say that's true for argument's sake. 
Well, all the time, hospitals get heart attack patients from people who are really overweight. Yeah. And I think they could fairly make the argument if this guy wasn't such a fat, fat, fatty, he'd probably be fine. We send our fire department to cut holes in people's houses. Yeah. Who have been eating whole chickens for five years, <laughs> uh, you know, as a snack. Right. And we give them compassionate care. If you if you go out and get hammered at a bar and crash into a pole, even if you run over four kindergartners on the way, they'll still try to save you. How and many times? How many times have we seen things like, you know, an ER show or Grey's Anatomy where they're like, this guy just killed all these people. That's not for us to worry about. Right. He's a human being. Save his life. We, th- we all the time think of the work we did in uh, in to literal terrorists. Yeah, who have gone and bombed, who have shot and killed our troops, it, who, have, who have set off explosives, killing civilians. We still try to save. Them. So it is so easy to see which side of history are you on. Yeah. It's becoming more and more clear. Gosh. That doesn't seem to ever hold the test of time. Losing compassion and empathy doesn't work. Going in and seeing people like George Soros. Why is our crime so out of control? Why are our streets and our major cities? Well, you can't dare say the name George Soros. Otherwise, you're an anti-Semite. No, it has nothing to do with him being Jewish. And I think he hates the fact that he's being Jewish. I think he's an anti-Semite on himself. Um, but it has nothing to do with what he is doing. No one is willing to say the truth about what he has brought onto our cities. And it is time for America to follow the pattern of other countries around the world and say, you are an enemy to stability. You are an enemy of of really our country. There's a new book out. No one writes a book about George Soros that's not flattering. There's one out. Uh, It's called The Man Behind the Curtain. It's written by the content manager of the Bongino Report. Matt Palumbo is the author. He is with us now. The Man Behind the Curtain inside the secret network of George Soros. Matt, while you're still alive, let me just say (laughs) congratulations on that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Glenn. I just want to say, I know we haven't met before, but your show back on Fox is actually the first political talk show I ever watched. Oh, wow. uh, Back when I was in high school. I learned about Soros from your show, so I, you know, you've actually had a pretty big influence in my life. And oh, my thank career. you, thank uh, you very probably, much. You know, kind of led to this book to some extent. Um, I, 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 I will tell you that the things that your your timing is perfect on this. Let's talk about the 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 active role that George Soros has played all over this country that is having murderers released to go out and commit more crimes. Yeah, so the, the longest chapter in the book is called George Soros Goes Local. And, you know, we all know all politics is local. He, you know, discovered that. And it is so much easier to move the needle when you're spending, you know, a million bucks on a local DA race than a presidential election. Yep. Just as of a total spending. And, you know, the so-called criminal justice reform, which is really a perversion of, of criminal justice, has been this sort of new meme for the left. And, you know, obviously, if you're going to do it legislatively, there's, you know, checks and balances there. But if you're influencing DA races, there is nothing a DA cannot do to accommodate that agenda. So if you're against bail, like a lot of these nutjobs are, you find a DA who's not going to enforce bail laws. If you want uh, lesser sentences, you, you find a DA who's going to offer better plea deals. And all, you know, if you want someone who's going to, you know, be hard on cops, so you find someone who's, who's going to be hard on cops. 
Um, and, you know, it's sort of playing into this whole, you know, defund, it's, it's coinciding with this defund the police era. And one thing I'm actually surprised more Republicans haven't brought up is if you look, compare us to Europe, we have something like 30 percent fewer cops per capita than Europe does. So people are always saying defund the police. Well, we don't even have as much as most developed countries do. Um, so we, you know, it's, it's quite the opposite. So when in your research, Matt, I find George Soros so terrifying because he is cold and calculating. Um, it is almost as if he sees himself above humanity. Um, and he talks at length openly about experiments with countries and experiments with freedom. And yeah, people are going to die and people are, you know, countries are going to be overthrown and thrown into chaos and it might go wrong, but it's kind of a fun thing. What is his, go ahead. Yeah. So the introductory quote to the book is one from Soros where he says, my goal is to be the conscience of the world. And the first chapter is all just sort of, introductory information about his life. You know, I cover the infamous 60 Minutes Nazi story. I, I read through all his personal philosophy. And, it, you know, it, it's sort of, in any other context, it's usually like either lazy or cliche to say, yes. you know, my political opponent just wants what's worse for the world. But I cannot come up with a better explanation. I mean, this guy is an open egomaniac. He pretty much comes close to saying he's a sociopath. And, you know, in, I think you played it on your show on Fox when he was on 60 Minutes and talking about, like, aiding the Nazis in Hungary. And, and the host kind of gave him, like, a, an out and said, well, you know, obviously you were forced to do this. You felt bad. And he's like, oh, no, I mean, if I didn't do it, someone else would have done it. Um, he, he's since tried to reverse course in that story. And, and a lot of Soros-backed publications, which unfortunately is most of them, will claim it was out of context. But I, I ended up actually finding writing from Soros' own father that confirms exactly what he said on 60 Minutes, and it's exactly as we thought it was. So, no, it, And, and that, that was one of the things, Matt, that I saw early on in Soros. Uh, you know, I don't blame him for what happened in the war, what he did, anything. I don't judge anyone in that situation. I can't. I don't know what I would do if I were in that situation. I would hope not that, but I might. So I'm not going to judge anybody on that. But the fact that this happened and an entire lifetime has gone by and he has never had a regret on that. That's not human. That is just that's sociopathic. If he had just said, I did what I had to do to live, and my God, it's my whole life regretting it, that's just a different story. But yep. he, I mean, he even compared it to finance, where he's like, oh, no, it's just like in finance. You have to exploit certain things. Like, it's just, it was almost like a game to him. It was just uh, bizarrely creepy. And just the demeanor, too. It's, I mean, one of the things about sociopaths is I, I don't think they're that self-aware. So it's, it was years after that that he finally decided, oh, no, actually, that was somehow out of context. And, you know, I, I don't want to sound conspiratorial. I know you can't really scrub anything from the Internet, but it's you have got to go through a few pages to find the full video or the full transcript. And, oh, my God. You know, I don't know if you know, people that are allied with him are just kind of trying to bury it a little, but you've got to work a little bit to find that. I've possible. never I've never seen anyone more well protected uh, by the press, etc., than George Soros. It is amazing the machinery that he has put around him. Uh, and I think it may just be because everybody knows him as a sugar daddy and don't say anything bad about George Soros. I'm not saying that he's making threats, but there is. I mean, actually, he has to me and my staff, but um, he, he doesn't usually have to because everybody looks at him as this great philanthropist, this great guy who's going to change the world. And it's so dark. How how much worse is the George Soros influence today? than it was when I was introducing him to you when you were in high school. 
Well, you were uh, shining a light on him right kind of at like the cusp of his local influence. He started going to that in about 20, uh, 2010. Um, so it's been ramping up since then. Um, and he spent more on presidential races, which, you know, he doesn't have as much you know, sway there. But he spent way more on trying to defeat Trump than any other elections before that. Um, so and the thing is, too, you know, what one part the last part of the book is what happens when this guy dies. I mean, he's 91 years old. And I, I ran the numbers. So he spent about 20 billion throughout his life on these causes. He, in the past two years, donated 32 billion to his own foundation. And that's presumably sort of, you know, estate planning for his ideological goals. So there's, you know, one, you know, one and a half times more money to be spent in his last years of life and beyond the grave compared to what he's spent so far. So it, it you know, he's unfortunately seems like he's just getting started and his, his sons are going to kind of continue the empire. Yeah, and I've heard his son is just as bad um, in, in philosophy-wise. Um, Matt, we're talking to Matt Palumbo. He is uh, the author of a book that just came out, The Man Behind the Curtain, uh, Inside the Secret Network of George Soros. I think anything you can read about George Soros that tells even in, even a, oh, he's had bad days and he's yelled at people's stories is worth reading uh, because no one has the balls to write the truth about George Soros. This is the truth about George Soros. Is there any chance in the future that you see that, you know, there's a few countries where he is unwelcome uh, and and he is not allowed to go in and do any business or anything else because these are old former Soviet satellite states and they know exactly who he is. Um, Is there any chance that you see America ever getting to the point to where we're at least calling him out and saying you're a very dangerous and bad influence? Uh, it's tough because he has a, his arm is just so many outlets. In fact, I have, a, I have a chapter where I just detail his connections to media outlets. And my criteria is they have to serve on a board of the Soros-backed initiative. And yep. you go to the list, and it's New York Times, MSNBC, ABC, CBS. I mean, every place you could list, including people that you, th- you know, that you think, like, Associated Press, would you think maybe they're just center-left? No, they've got Soros-backed people. And, you know, the, the way to see the influence is just type Soros' name into the search bar on those websites. <laughs> and if there's ever anything negative about Soros, the framing is it's an anti-Semitic conspiracy. Yep. Now, if it's Sheldon Adelson, it's not anti-Semitic, but if it's against Soros, it, of course it is. So that's kind of how they've been protecting them. Um, and, you know, we just need more independent media, really, and I think people will finally wake up, hopefully. Did you did you have any qualms? That, I mean, because I, I know when George Soros threatened me uh, and threatened my staff, uh, it, it was quite an earth-changing thing it's why i did the puppet master because the advice was get out in front and make sure everyone knows uh he's the number one you're his number one enemy it it, it'll provide safety for you um was there ever any thought as you're revealing all of these things and you're writing this book this might not be the best idea for me personally Uh, you know, I have had people warn me. I, I didn't talk to them directly, but uh, Richard Poe and David Horowitz, who wrote The Shadow Party, my publisher, yep. actually reached out to them to ask, like, did any weird things happen after you published that? And they said they were fine. Um, but I, I know a lot of people who've spoken out against him and just, you know, weird sort of things started happening to them. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, that was a consideration. And it did play a role in the book's distribution. For instance, you know, it, it's we have... <laughs> You know, for people like me, very good libel laws in that yep. you can say a, a lot of things about a public figure. We only can publish a book in America because we publish it somewhere else. We risk him suing just for the sake of suing. So, you know, we were you know cognizant of that risk. Um, 
you know, as to my life, I mean, statistically, it seems like he probably has a shorter lifespan than me because he's, you know, 91 and I'm 28. But uh, it, it definitely did cross my mind. Yeah. I, I can't thank you enough uh, for being willing to take this on. This is a book that I, I've always said I would like to write by the, uh, by the end of my life. Um, and uh, now I don't have to. Thank you for doing it. The man behind the curtain, uh, the author, is Matt Palumbo. He is the content manager for Dan Bongino and the Bongino Report, who, by the way, love, love your boss. Um, uh, and I, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for having the guts to take a stand. Thanks, Matt. Thank you so much. Uh, you bet. It's great meeting you. Thank you. Hope we get to do it in person sometime. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, poor Uno. Uno uh, had a little bit of his manhood uh, taken away from him. He, he was home yesterday, and, you know, he's still on medication, so he's, like, a little spaced out. But he's looking at me like, what, what just happened to me? Why? What did I ever do to you that you would do this? Uh, I just love him so much. I love him so much. And we feed him Rough Greens. Um, it's a supplement that we put on top of the dog food. It's not an actual dog food, but when he was in the hospital, he wouldn't eat. And it wasn't because, oh, his stomach is upset or something. He just, he doesn't eat anything. He's the pickiest eater ever. We found rough greens and we started putting it on top of his dog food and he literally licks the bowl clean. We went to the vet and said, tell me about all these ingredients. What do you think? And they said, like, this is fantastic. He'll eat it. It's fantastic. The folks at Rough Greens know that, and they know that your dog is going to be healthier. Your dog is going to live a longer and more active life if they get these ingredients uh, every day in their food. But they want to make sure that your dog will eat it and love as much as Uno. So they have a free bag for you. All you have to do is go to roughgreens.com slash back, and your first bag will be free. They'll send you a little sample bag out. You check, make sure your dog loves it. If so, order some more and start feeding it to your dog. Put it on their dog food. They're going to love it, and you will see a difference in the health of your dog. 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33, or roughgreens.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, next hour, the Great Reset. If you missed my special last night, please... Watch it on uh, Blaze TV, uh, their, uh, the YouTube page. You're not going to be able to search for it. It won't. It's not going to show up. So go to YouTube. Search Glenn Beck, The Great Reset. You won't find the special, let alone all the other clips that we have. Um, the algorithms are squashing this thing. This is the best hour and 10 minutes that you can spend. It will explain the basics of The Great Reset. Now, if you're a Blaze subscriber, it's right on the front page. Make sure you watch it. Um, and next hour, I'm going to go through uh, a couple of the high points from last night's special. I really want you to understand uh, modern monetary theory because it's a Rosetta Stone. When you understand this, you will see why the Great Reset is so important, why we're spending money the way we are, and how it ends. The other thing I want to do is I want to give you the names of the banks and the actual rules that are either implemented here in the United States or being implemented here in the United States. All of that coming up after the top of the hour. Make sure you watch this and please rate, review. If you're watching it on uh, YouTube, rate and review it. Subscribe to my page, Glenn Beck's page on YouTube. Also, the Blaze TV page on YouTube. 
anything that will help those algorithms and get us out of, you know, the digital ghetto. I don't know if it'll work, but every little bit helps. And then pass that on directly to a friend so they can watch it as well. Back in a minute. I want to play something for you. Uh, it, we have gone from the Great Reset. What is that? To the Great Reset. That's a conspiracy theory. To, no, the Great Reset is real, but it doesn't mean what Glenn Beck and others are saying it means. The Great Reset is the name of my uh, number one best-selling book in America. Uh, and and also the special I did last night, and people are starting to talk about it. Now, I wanna play a piece of audio. This is coming from Kim Iverson. She does a show on YouTube, but she's also a commentator that is on the Hills Rising. They were having a discussion about the Great Reset. I want you to listen to this. Well, Glenn Beck was on Tucker Carlson's show last week, touting what has been called a right-wing conspiracy theory and discussing his new book, the Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. Maybe that all sounds a little bit loony, and believe me, I do think Glenn Beck tends to be a loon, but maybe Agreed. this isn't such a crazy conspiracy theory after all. And after seeing everything we've seen with the governments enacting all sorts of authoritarian controls and many other conspiracy theories coming true, maybe there's something to be concerned about. Okay, stop. That's one of the nicest things anyone has said about me in a very long time. And believe me, I think he's a lunatic. Uh, Kim Iverson, I don't know even she, if she likes me or doesn't like me, it doesn't matter. She's right. There are things to be concerned about. And I want you to hear it from her in 60 seconds. All right, when it comes to the companies that you do business with, right now is the time to switch. If you are doing business with a company that is standing against the values and the traditions and the the rights that you believe in and that you have, um, you, you got to stop. You have to stop. Stop giving them all of your money. Right now, if you're with Verizon, did you know they send a lot of their proceeds to places like Planned Parenthood? Why are you supporting that? Why are you doing business with a phone service company that is actually actively trying to silence you, trying to take away your right for the Second Amendment, trying to take away, trying to take away really any of the amendments and freedoms and destroy what we have? Don't do it anymore. You have a company that has the same cell towers. They're on the same cell towers, so you're going to get the same coverage. You're going to save money, sometimes as much as 
half the cost for your phone service. It's Patriot Mobile. And they actually are taking some of their profits and they're putting them towards like pro-First Amendment, pro-life things. Patriot Mobile, do business with people who believe the same things you do and are in the fight with you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Free activation with the offer code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. Kim Iverson. How are you, Kim? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. And I don't hate you. I, I don't not like you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it does. It, honestly, Kim. I mean, if you did, stand in line. Uh, uh, and I know a lot of people think that you know some of the things I've said, you know, are crazy. Uh, but a lot of those things are actually come uh, out to pass. I'm just way ahead sometimes, uh, and sometimes I do get it wrong. But on the Great Reset. I was so glad to see. And even if you didn't think I was a loon, you should say that because you'll get people who don't walk in lockstep with me. You'll be like, oh, I know he's crazy. Right. But wait a minute. What? This is right. <laughs> well, you read right into my playbook then, I guess, on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was that was actually part of it. You know, one of the, the things in covering it, because so many people do think it's a conspiracy theory. Um, I did need to show the clip of you on Fox News. You know, it's a it's a, a, in a you know establishment media operation, and it's being discussed. And this is something that that does need to be talked about because it's very very real. This is not a conspiracy theory. It, I mean, there's a book written, the great not just your book, but the like Klaus, Klaus Schwab. Book. Yes. Have you uh, read they, that, Kim? Have you read I that? Have, I have not. I've just read excerpts from it, okay. and it is. You know, you know, and I could see where people would read it and say, okay, yeah, there, we've got a big problem and we've got to fix the problem uh-huh. where we have uh, systems that are eroding and, and democracy that is fading and capitalism is the root cause of this problem. So I could understand where entities would turn it into, oh, no, this is going to be, Good. Uh, they're trying to turn us into communists, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and also where people would look at it and say, yeah, we do need a change. And look, these elites, these powerful elites are going to what? Help us fix it. They're going to be the ones in charge. What, right. and, and then what's the plan? He doesn't give us a plan. He doesn't tell us what the agenda actually is. It's very vague. So there is a, uh, a I think it's Reuters uh, um, fact check today. It was on uh, Twitter. The Great Reset is the World Economic Forum's proposal for post-COVID economic recovery. Reuters and the BBC report. Reuters does a fact check on the story. It says, despite repeated misinformation being shared online about the Great Reset, this sustainability plan proposed by the World Economic Forum is not a secret plot to end private property or create a totalitarian state. I think they're right. It's not a secret plot. Um, but it, it, in their own words, they say by 2030, their goal is to make sure that no one owns anything. Hello? Yeah, right. They, they stated this, and then they kind of backtracked on it, and they said, well, we didn't say that was a goal or part of the agenda. <laughs> We're just saying that that's what's going to happen. We right. just predict uh-huh. that this is what's going to happen, that you're going to own nothing. And then, of course, you, do you remember Bloomberg just recently ran an article saying, you know, we're turning into a nation of renters, and it's not a bad thing. Right. I mean, this was just a few months ago, and of course, who are they? They're part of the World Economic Forum's partners. And so that's how they're going to, so, I, I guess, kind of get us into the mindset that this is okay, by just continuing to say it over and over until we all say, yeah, okay, that's fine. 
so kim i uh, you know the circles i run into i you know everybody knows and has already made a decision about me um you are in a circle where you can actually talk about the facts and and see how it's being discussed without people either being polite or rude uh, because they've already made a judgment about an individual. What are you? What did you see on the Great Reset a year ago when you were talking about things, and what you're seeing today? Has it changed, and how? I would say a year ago, there were a lot of people that were bringing it up to me. So people would always say, Kim, look into the Great Reset. Look into the Great Reset. And it just sort of became this, um, I, I really wasn't sure what it was. Mm-hmm. And when I would research it, I, it wasn't really that clear. So yep. I kind of ignored it because I really didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, even, even after doing the piece that I did on the Hill, I still don't fully understand it because they're not that, they're not transparent about what it May is. May I send open. you a copy of my book? <laughs> I would love, I would love to read it. Okay. I really would. Yeah. I would love to read it. I'll send it to you. Uh, but yeah, I just wish that people were more, uh, you know, they, they, they've made this a part of their website. They've continued, you know, the World Economic Forum, they've continued to promote it. But we, the people, don't know totally what it is. They're not, I mean, you know, you've written a book, people that maybe read your book know about it. But otherwise, how well, do people know about this? I will tell you this, that it is, out of everything that I've done in my lifetime, I think this is the most important story of my lifetime. And I have seen a lot of important stories. This one is the turning point to freedom. And, you know, you can say it's going to be a golden utopia where your freedoms are completely changed and run through elites and everybody's happy about it. Or you can say that usually never works. Um, Whichever way it is coming Unless people understand it, once people understand it, that's why you have New um, uh, New Hampshire. They're passing a law. They were just doing it yesterday, uh, working on a law to make sure the banks don't get into ESG and start refusing loans. Uh, the same thing is happening in West Virginia and in Texas. And I hope that sweeps. If people know what this is, they can change it. But we're running out of time because this is very well advanced. I, you know, Glenn, how? How are we going to change it? We're talking about the we, we've got a global, global world leaders. We have uh, global corporations, people with billions of dollars behind all of this. I don't know how we, the little people, are going to even if you've got a bunch of money, like you've got a bunch of money. But even with your amount of money, you still don't have enough money to counter this. I don't know how we can actually because, counter this, even uh, if we know about it. They okay. control everything. So, no, um, we allow them to control everything. Here's the thing. I really, truly believe that there are enough Republicans, Democrats, and independents that still love America and believe in the free market. They may think that parts of it are broken. They may want to change certain things. They probably, all of them, feel it's corrupt one way or another. But they don't they're not willing just to say that's over. Let's try something new, just like the American people. I don't care how you voted. I don't care what your skin color is. When people said, let's reimagine policing, they weren't for that. Okay, but they didn't know exactly what to do. This is being run through the banks as the main source. 
the banks are going to start issuing ESG. They already are. They're scoring people. They are now starting to say, you're going to be too much of a risk if you don't believe in social justice. And in a few minutes and on the special I did last night, I showed you how that will affect even your auto loan in their own words, all the way down to your auto loan. All you have to do is think locally. If there's enough Republicans, Democrats and independents who really understand what this is, the minute they start saying, you know what? I'm not going to allow my 401k to be invested in BlackRock. I am not allowing JP Morgan Chase, whose stated goals are these things, to have my money. I'm going to put it in a local bank, which will make my local businesses stronger, my local community stronger, and they have the best chance of standing up against this. You can go ahead and do your own thing. I'm not going to beat you on the global scale. But I'm telling you, there's enough people that will strip them of their power, strip them of their resources enough to be able to cripple them to at least slow this way down. Yeah, I agree that they they definitely miscalculated a bit. I think that with the pandemic, they were trying to see where we were all at. It was a temperature check. Yes. To see how the um, how Americans would respond uh, to shutdowns, and I, I could tell you as somebody who's always been coming from the left, I'm I'm a liberal, but I'm the one liberal that you and your audience can love. Trust me. <laughs> uh, is you know I I have never appreciated more federalism in my life yes. than during this pandemic. Living in California, I live in Los Angeles. Uh, more than anything, I've been eyeing Texas and Florida as I want to move. I, I moved from Austin, Texas to L.A., and now I'm like I got to go back to Dallas or, or See, I got to get to Florida or something. And, and the, so I think you're right that it, it does come down to those choices. My only hope is that we don't end up, you know, dilapidating the small business sector of which is really should be the backbone of the U.S. economy so that we can implement the plan that you're talking about. But the pandemic killed so many of those modern businesses. I know. But so again, if if we stop doing business with and I'm you know, I'm not. I'm not saying you should do this. I'm not leading a charge on this. I'm just saying this is what I have done. I don't have money in any major uh, global or national bank. I've taken my money and I have put it into banks that invest their money in local businesses and keep that money in local. I am helping strengthening the local business. If we start just doing that, that goes a very, very long way. By the way, Kim, I'm so glad to hear that you are you'd classify yourself as a liberal because you make my point. Look at us. You said you said, you know, many things I think Glenn Beck's a lunatic on. Fine. That's great. But you even have gotten to the point to where you're like, I don't care what I might think of Glenn Beck personally. He's right on this. That's new. That's new. Yeah, there's definitely a new a, a realignment that's happening politically. Um, I, you know, I, I like I said, I, I have always been a liberal. So, yeah, I don't agree with you on a lot of things. And I don't agree with people like Tucker Carlson on a lot of things. And, yeah, maybe I think both of you are a bit loony because of that. I'm sure you think I'm loony, too. But I will say over the last few years, I have been shocked to find that when I would listen to your radio show, I would sit there and nod my head in agreement. And then I'd be like, I cannot believe I'm sitting here agreeing so much. <laughs> and Makes you question life, life itself, doesn't it? It, it does. And yeah. It, well, yeah, yes. And I have the same, I have the same thing with Tucker where I'm, I watch a show and I'm like, I cannot believe that I agree with him 
I feel like you that the the left has moved so they've outrighted yes. the right in a lot yes. of ways. Yes, and we're seeing this new alignment. And you know, it's like I don't I don't want to be participating in racism or authoritarian totalitarianism. I don't even recognize what's happening around me right now with the people that I've always aligned with politically. And I and I am not alone. We're, there, there's we're not represented in establishment media. But I am not alone. And I and we could tell that by just looking at my numbers in the views that I get being on the Hill, being this sort of independent um, outsider that is that is realigning. And I think so many of us are getting together and saying yep. we agree on so much. Yep. Maybe there's some things we don't, but we agree on a lot of things. And one of those big th- big things is we want to keep America free. And that means not being so into this collectivist mentality that we all have to be- behave uh, in this, you know, as one, like a Borg, right? It, it's that uh, being I, a free country means being an individual. We have to, we have to hold on to that. Kim, I, you can call me any name under the sun. I love you. Uh, I have been, I've been preaching for a long time. Stop having conversations about politics and just start a conversation with this. Will you give me at least nine out of the first 10 of the Bill of Rights? If, if we can agree on that, that's our unum. That's our e pluribus unum. We all believed in those things. And I truly believe that there are tons of people who classify themselves as liberals or Democrats that see this and they are like, wait a minute, wait, what's happening? And they don't, they are not for getting rid of the Bill of Rights or as Stephen Colbert said last night, get rid of the Senate. That That's insanity. It's insanity. And this is where we link on basic human rights. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. Kim, we're realigning. <laughs> thank you so much. God bless you. Thank and anything you. I can do to help you, just let me know and I'll send you a copy of the book. Okay. Oh, great. Thank great. you, Glenn. Kim Iverson from the King Kim Iverson Show. You can find her on YouTube at her page, Kim Iverson, uh, or Kim Iversonshow.com. Also, she appears on The Hill. All right. Uh, you know, I have, I have been warning of economic turmoil for a long time. We are now beginning. We are at the beginning of economic turmoil. Um, they are, as I said in the special last night on the great reset, um, they are, they are already preparing for a collapse of the global financial system. And that will be the thing that will take us into a great reset. You need to be prepared. First of all, the big banks is not where your money is going to be safe. It's going to be safe locally. Second thing, gold and silver. This is one of the hedges against insanity. There are other things you can do. But I'll tell you, since the time of the Bible, gold and silver, you know, we're going to deal in clamshells. Our dollars are going to be clamshells. Yeah, you don't see people going back to the clamshell idea, do you? Every time the world goes insane, it resets at gold or silver. So please, as they devalue everything that you have, please consider gold or silver uh, from Goldline. These are the only people I have ever bought it from. Uh, I believe in them. I've been a customer of theirs but long before they were a customer of mine. Right now, their historic $5 Indian coins, uh, these are the ones that I buy, the gold coins, 
you're going to receive a five pack of gold lines coveted silver maple flex bars at no cost both of these items are extremely difficult to get and limited supply so please call now 866 gold line find out if it's right for you 866 gold line or goldline.com 10 seconds station id So, Stu, um, let me let me just pass something on to you. See what you think. I think. I think Elon Musk. Is probably becoming one of the best American spokespeople. uh, For the American dream and for common sense. Now, Elon Musk, I disagree with him on a lot of things. Mm hmm. But he still believes that, and because he did it, you can come from nothing mm-hmm. and make it here. He still believes in the basic ideas of America. There was an article that came out from him. He said, we have de- de- deprioritized family. And the family unit is going to break down because of birth rates. He said, we're going to have the collapse of a civilization because people aren't having children. Stop. Get married. Have children. You have to have children. I think I just feel this turn back to things that we know are true. The return of the copybook headings. Mm. And I think Musk is one of those universal figures that transcends all politics for the most part yeah and can speak to the american people there's something to that i mean he does seem to cut through and everybody listens to him and i think most people look like at what him. he's saying and, and nod their heads yeah it, it, a, a return to common sense it, it feels like it's coming the glenn back program and i want you to know you uh, you play a huge role in that you really do you have been there the whole time and uh the more empathetic we are to other people uh the faster this thing is gonna change and to be clear he wasn't talking to me he was talking to you the audience yeah you have he was nothing not, to do with it you're a it problem. may have sounded as if he was complimenting right. me but he was not all right let me tell you about uh, car shield here's a company that says uh, what they're going to do and then they do it i have a good reason i just don't i don't put my faith in any company i want to see them perform I believe in CarShield because they have performed for me and I've seen him perform for friends as well. If your car is out of warranty, Stu, how long have you been wanting to get a new car and can't? Well, a little personal news. It's my five month anniversary of putting my order in. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to you about the price. (laughs) Uh, Look, you can get a rate that is locked in, a monthly rate. So if anything happens to your car, you have the rental car, you have everything fixed, they take care of everything. Get this done. Carshield.com slash Beck and save 10%. Because he ain't getting another one, even a used one. Carshield.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code The Great Reset to save 15 bucks. Boy, this has been 
a wild, wild ride today. I'm out of breath from the show. I know. <laughs> if you missed any of this show today, you've got to listen to the podcast. Our number one is stunning. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stunning. Stunning. I, I said to Stu, I think I needed my contract with Premier Radio a mic drop clause. Mm-hmm. So I get on the air and I we do the hour that we did. I can just go at the end of the hour and go, bink, and just walk away. Because <laughs> what else do you need outside of that first hour today? Right. It's uh, but then, controvertible. Yeah. And then hour number two, riveting news that you just don't hear. And now this hour. I mean, most shows, you know, we only are like four out of tens. I mean, most shows that oh, we do. Oh, if we're lucky. If we're lucky. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Every once in a you while. You know what you're getting. Right. You've gone dead inside. If you've listened to this program long enough, you're like, I just don't have the will to change the channel. Exactly. Like you go you go through the drive-thru and you realize it's going to be kind of folded over and the, yeah. the ketchup's squirting out of the you're side of the You're not going to get any napkins. Yeah, yeah. Going back Half in. your order will be wrong. Yeah. You're just like, whatever. That's the best they're going to do. They're, right. And that's not because they can't can't do better it's just they don't care right and that's Mm -hmm. the glenn beck standard (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome america so i mean we're just reflecting who we are as a country now you know Eh, Eh. i could do it but (laughs) why it's like the matrix sequel they obviously didn't try they weren't actually putting any effort into that they're like should we make a movie it's so I don't have anything else to do. It's so bad that I heard that Keanu Reeves is just giving away his money now. He felt guilty. He, he did. Yeah. He said he was. He felt guilty. <laughs> now, well, I don't know Keanu, if it was particularly about the quality of the movie. I think it had to. But it been. had to be part of it. All of these sequels he's been paid for. He didn't have to pay to have them made. He was paid for them. So let me tell you, uh, I was going to go into the Great Reset some more, but I'm going I'm to do that tomorrow because we're just running out of time. Let me tell you uh, about an interesting, you were talking about your car. You're at the five-month anniversary of ordering your car. Mm-hmm. Okay, Usually. I'm trying to shovel money into their hands <laughs> right. and they will not take it. Your car is what, five years old, six years old? My like car is now 10 years 10 old. 10 years old. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it's still running, so I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Right. And he's, not a, he's, he's a car guy, but he's not like. Me, I see a new car and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and so he's waited uh, five months, ordered it. They won't even, A, have they told you the final price? No. Well, no. No. Okay. Which is going to, they're going to jack it up. And they, have they told you when it's coming? No. no. In fact, okay. they not only have not told me when it's coming, they have not told me a window of when it's coming. Right. And when I call, when I email them to ask them, hey, when is this car coming? They are, they've now reached the point where they're annoyed at me asking whether I can purchase like, an expensive look, automobile. Look, dude, like, we'll tell you <laughs> yes, they are when the- <laughs> you can give us money. And I'm only emailing them like once a month. Right. I'm not, not, I mean, yes, I'm pestering them a little bit, but that's it. That's I've not never seen anything like this before. I've never N- seen anything like it. Never seen it. And don't accept it. Do not get well, used to accepting. It, it doesn't mean that you don't wait in line because you have to. Mm-hmm. But we need to reinforce we're the freaking United yeah. States of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. I can't get what? Why? If we have this attitude... Of, well, you know, China's not shipping stuff. Then we're not going to reinvent. We, the biggest 
thing we should have learned from this whole COVID thing is we're the United States of America and we have sold everything to everyone else. And the only reason why we are now no longer sustainable on energy is because we say, eh, I don't know, I don't want to do that. Or the reason why we can't have drugs. Ah, it's cheaper to have China make them. They send us dog food <laughs> full of lead poison, <laughs> and we just accept it. We know these things. It's time for America in red states to start saying, you know what? I'm making this. I'm doing this. We, we have to rebuild, not forget freaking infrastructure from the government. What does that even mean? Yeah, I mean, how about, uh, I don't think we have this particular clip, but we, uh, the Biden speech yesterday, he's talking about the shelves being empty. And he says, hey, you know, I've been, I've been watching on TV and I see a lot of these, they show uh, pictures of empty shelves and I, well, you know, we look at it and it's 91% of shelves were filled before the pandemic and now it's only 89, so it's pretty much the same. Does any person does that align with any person's experience? No. I mean, I I am I am not His, saying because he hasn't probably been to a grocery, to a grocery store, store or any kind of store except an ice cream store where they always have 31 flavors. They do usually. Uh I do not think we're Venezuela. I can go to a grocery store around yeah. here and find a, a, a somewhat respectable variety of products yeah, still. absolutely. It is not empty, complete empty shelves. It does not look like a storm's about to hit. But there are obvious holes in the grocery store aisles where tons of things are missing. And sometimes so, it's even worse than that. I don't remember ever seeing that before the pandemic, ever. except a storm. Yes. Except right And that before, lasts maybe two days. Two or three days. Yeah. And it gets it gets replenished. Correct. Well, this number that he's trotting out there, that the shelves are 89% full as compared to 91%, that does not align with, with my experience. And I would say I've been more forgiving than a lot of people have Me too. been on this. Because I at least around Texas... Yes, it's annoying at times and things aren't there, but generally speaking, I can get what I need um, unless it's a car, um, <laughs> which I cannot get under right. any circumstances, no matter how many people I harass about it. Um, but that is that's completely disconnected to what Americans are going through right now. And that is the Joe Biden presidency. It's his one year anniversary today. That is the Biden uh, one year of his presidency. He's completely disconnected to every aspect of American life. He has absolutely no idea what is going on with anyone. That including is like what's, the entire mission statement of this presidency. Yeah, including probably what's happening in his pants. Uh, probably doesn't have any idea. I didn't want to think about okay, that today, well, but you're I'm probably right. That. Okay, so let me, tell me, let me tell you something. We have to start thinking about the future in a different way. You know, I've been thinking about you because... You know, you're a car guy. You love cars. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And I, I do too as well. I'm going to start a car podcast. Jay Leno has. Really? He has addicted me. Addicted me. Mm. And so I, I've joined these, you know, American Auto Club things. And I'm meeting these people that are just fantastic. And they have these cars that will blow your mind. Incredible stories That you never them. see. Yeah. And it's all about the craftsmanship, you know? A Duesenberg. I'll never own a Duesenberg. They're like $2 million. 
it is the greatest piece mm. of machinery ever built in America. Okay. Uh, and I want to show those cars and show the people and the history of how they built these things. It's, it's just cool. a tremendous yeah. American story. But anyway, so I've, I know these people and, and kind of doing it. And I'm, I'm seeing that right now, these car restorers, it's totally different. It's not like you, I mean, you can buy a car and you can take it to a place to have it restored. All the original, like Jay Leno. Okay. Yeah, he does restored. all the originals. Correct. But then there's this other category that is, I guess, technically would be resto mod, where you take something that you like, but then you restore and you modify. Okay. okay. I think, because for instance, I've always wanted a, a Land Rover, an old Land Rover. Okay. Impossible to get in America. You have to actually import an old one if you can't find it here, because they never made them for the United States. Oh, okay. So they're wildly expensive if you're going to do that. I don't have one. I'm not going to spend that money on a on a Land Cruiser or a Land Rover. However, my assistant, Craig, is from Scotland. And he's like, are you kidding me? Do you know what these things sell for? I can buy a 1980 Land Rover for like eight grand in the UK. And you're like, what? I mean, like not rusted out and everything. He's like, no, they're everywhere. And it's not like it is here. Sure. And I was talking to him. You should go into business, dude. You should start. Just go over there, buy a bunch of them, bring them over here for maybe eighty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars worth of work. You could make a new. Put a Cadillac engine in it if you want. You could make mm. the car that you want with modern standards. And it would be expensive, but not like, you know, it's not Rolls Royce. And this is, you know, the beginning of this, right? It starts as expensive now, but it's probably going to be coming down in price. We are we are just at the beginning of, you know, you see these car shows where, um, you know, they're they're taking and they're redoing stuff. These are just the best of the best. And they're beginning to be everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. I didn't even know they did that, really. Yeah. Yeah. and it's more expensive than, you know, just going out and buying a car. Of course. yeah. But uh, we are living in a time right now where everything can be modified to the way you want it. And it's going even further. It's CES, uh, the electronic conference they have in it's Vegas. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 They debuted a car that can change colors. I saw it. Is that in crazy? front of your eyes? The paint job. Like from white to black in front of your eyes. And you're like, wait, what? I mean, the wheels, everything Incredible. changed. It was insane. And I don't know how far away that is, but I mean, I, I don't I, think I mean, it is, it's there now. Like they can actually do it, right? Yeah. It's just a matter of like, it's not obviously I mean, I thought that for was, most people. I thought that was, a, that's, that's a, that's a criminal mind that came up with that. Oh, that's a great We're looking idea. for a red BMW. <laughs> not anymore. <la0. laughs> I mean, it, I've never seen anything like that. We need to do that for skin color. And so then you can, you can, yes. however you identify that day, we you could can call it. Elizabeth Warren war paint <laughs> sponsored by Governor Northam. <laughs> I like that. I, just, I think we need to start thinking like Americans again. We are. I mean, Tesla came to America. France was really right up there on electric light as much as America was. It was New York and Paris. Mm. 
Tesla, he's coming and he's he's debating, you know, how do we generate this power? Um, he comes, he chooses America to come because we had this attitude of, I don't know, let's give it a whirl. Yeah. That's where we have to get back to. We have every resource at our disposal. We are on the cusp of quantum computing. So it's not going to take you 10,000 years to figure something out. Put it into the quantum computer and you get it in like 10 minutes. That's the answer. I mean, we are on the cusp of dramatic change. Why is America sitting around looking at themselves going, geez, I'm a beat up loser. We should be leading the world. We are the ones with the dreams. We're the ones who have done it. Get up off your off your butt. Get up off of the sad sack that we're all sitting in looking and going, geez, I just feel so tired. I'm so you're an American. Stand up. Know and recognize the time and the place you live in. I'm telling you, times are changing for the better. Recognize it and be part of that change. LifeLock is our sponsor. Uh, you know, one thing that's not getting better uh, is uh, cybercrime. Uh, there are people that are like, yeah, you're damn right. And I'm going to be able to find another way to get in and steal all your stuff online. LifeLock is there. They are the protectors. Uh, and nobody can stop all cybercrime or monitor everything. Um, but they are not only the best, in my opinion, uh, but they also will help clean up everything. Uh, if they miss something, they not only alert you and go, hey, you're on your own. They help you fix it. They have a dedicated team that can fix these things with you. That's where it's helpful. I don't. You, hey, by the way, you have cancer. See ya. Wait, what? What do I do? LifeLock is there. 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code back for 25% off. Lifelock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. The Glenn Beck Program. So believe it or not, one of the things that makes me so optimistic is uh, the fact that the left has just gone crazy. Just crazy. Um, you know, it's one thing to have Stephen Colbert do dancing syringes. Okay, and everybody's like, that's just stupid. It's another thing to do what he did last night on his program. And, and I want you to listen to this and hear that he is dead serious. First, they laugh. He says, I'm serious. Listen. If you can't get rid of the filibuster, what about, and just hear me out here and try to hear okay. this objectively. I'm ready. What if mm -hmm. we just get rid of the Senate? <laughs> And I'm 100% serious here. It is the most anti-democratic institution next to the judiciary because the judiciary is only the way it is because the Senate is the way it is. No one would drop a single tear. You've already got tenure. You can go back to your old job. You'll be fine. Spend more time with Bale and Bruce, okay? I, I, I don't understand what possible positive purpose the United States Senate provides right now. It's amazing. That, that's incredible. And so stupid. I mean, oh, yeah. first of all, his judiciary point, the only reason those judges are in is because they got rid of the filibuster for the judges. <laughs> so the exact thing he's asking for gave him those results. The thing he's complaining about, which is just he's so dumb from top 
to bottom in this clip. But I mean, it's also amazing. They don't get one freaking policy that they want, and this is their answer to it. Mm-hmm. They can't get one bill passed, and it's like, oh my God, blow up the entire government. But here's the great thing. Liberals, Democrats, your friends that used to be friends but probably didn't talk to you for a long time, they're going to start talking to you again, and you need to start talking to them in a kindly fashion. Because you could play that for a hundred Democrats, and the honest... 70 would go he's either joking or i am not with that at all and i think that number would be actually be higher they are anti-american and anti-constitutionalist that's not where the average democrat is that's not where the average republican or the average independent they have gone so far off the deep end we're going to return to sanity this is the Glenn Beck Program.